Welcome in, everyone, to another Ask Tyler with questions for my patrons and answers here on the YouTube. Let's go. First one, realistic expectations for Jerome Ford. He has Tennessee, Baltimore, and then a bye. Is this our sell-high moment? Unfortunately, I don't think so. I think that sell-high moment closed when they signed Kareem Hunt. Too many people believe that Hunt is the starter. I don't think so. I think Ford's going to start, but I don't think you're going to be able to sell him high anymore. If anything, I think he's kind of a buy low right now. I also want to thank uh, this uh, LML417 for asking all of these questions. He asked me about half of the questions for today's show. And I also want to remind you, if you're here, to like, comment, and subscribe to help support the YouTube channel and to check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash fantasyadvice in order to ask questions for future shows. But I appreciate everyone who's here. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, what do you make of Bigsby and A-Chain? Tank Bigsby and Devon A-Chain. Should we be holding on to them in redraft? Uh, they've both been huge disappointments. Tank Bigsby has seven carries for 13 yards on the season and fumbled. The idea that he's going to overtake Travis Etienne, that's off the table. That's not going to happen. Uh, A-Chain has done even less. But he has more opportunity. Raheem Mostert is not the kind of obstacle that Travis Etienne is. Coaches want to get him more involved with Savan Ahmed's injury. In redraft, it's hard to give up on running backs with upside. So I'd like to hold on to them both. If I have to choose, I'd rather keep A-Chain because A-Chain has a path to being the starter without an injury. There is a world in which he overtakes Raheem Mostert. I think there's no world in which Tank Bigsby overtakes Travis Etienne unless Travis Etienne gets hurt. Now, uh, if you're here in the premiere chat, make, you can ask some questions and I'll answer them uh, while I'm there in chat. Uh, but otherwise, let's move on to the next one. Is Nico Collins a sell-high candidate or a hold? He has more than a third of his receptions that he had in 2021 or 2022 and half his receiving yards. Right now, he's got 13 catches on 20 targets for 226 yards and touchdown. CJ Stroud is stepping up. And that's helping Nico Collins play well. I think he's the real deal as the Texans wide receiver one right now. However, in Dynasty, I don't think that Nico Collins is really good enough to carry a wide receiver one role for a good offense. He's not. He's more of a two. And Tank Dell is there, who's also going to develop. Targets are going to be split around. If you can get any first for Nico Collins in Dynasty, I'll take it. I just don't see him as having that long-term upside. Maybe even two seconds. If you can buy him for one second, I'd do it. But given the deals I've seen, I'd say he's more of a sell-high candidate uh, than a buy-low. Certainly, because he's not low. Uh, the next question, another Dynasty one. What are some realistic expectations for Deontay Johnson when he returns? Is he a buy, sell, or hold right now and redraft in Dynasty? I think in Dynasty, he blew it. He's already 27. The quarterback is bad. I mean, Kenny Pickett is not it. He has three catches for 48 yards and six targets, and now he's hurt. I think George Pickens is the wide receiver one there in dynasty manager's eyes, and possibly for the Steelers in real life. He played very well this last week with Johnson out. I don't think Deontay Johnson ever gets his dynasty value back. So here's what I would do. In dynasty, I would wait until the point he's going to come back. If you sell him when he's act, he's going to come back. If you sell him when he's hurt, you're going to take an even bigger loss. Wait until the point and he's going to come back. So week six, and then sell him before you see any more. When I think there'll be some optimism for him at that stage, I would like to get out. If you can get out for a good offer now, I'd take it. In redraft, 
what can you do? I think you have to hold him. I mean, put him in an IR spot. If you don't have an IR spot, maybe he can go. I mean, he can't play until week six. You're not going to be able to do anything with Rujak other than hold. Another one. Should we try to move away from Chase in redraft? Especially if Burrow is going to miss time. If so, who should we try to trade for? Someone like A.J. Brown. Uh, there's no way to move away from Chase. He's a superstar. I have zero concerns with him or his play. Burrow, I think, is going to miss this week's game. But I don't think he's going to miss more than this week's game. I think he's going to miss one game. I'm sticking with Chase. I have my own concerns with A.J. Brown that he's inconsistent. Jalen Hurts runs a run run heavier offense than Joe Burrow. I don't want to move Chase for A.J. Brown. I'm, I'm not doing that in, in any universe. I'm high on Brandon Ayuk. Uh, yes. What do you see in him? He's higher than Mike Evans and other receivers. Yeah, I mean, in Dynasty, of course, because he's much younger. Curious how you knew he'd be this good this season. Well, I mean, I didn't know that. I mean, it's... Uh, prediction, but I did have Brandon Ayuk in redraft ranked around wide receiver 22 or 23. Consensus had him like 29 or 30. I thought that Brandon Ayuk was the number one wide receiver. Debo Samuel was the two and a weapon in the running game and in the short area in that role. And George Kittle was a th the third one in the pecking order. He would be the inconsistent one, not Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Kittle would be the inconsistent one. And I think I was I was right. I mean, over the first two weeks, George Kittle did almost nothing. Then, when Brandon Ayuk was out on Thursday night, yesterday, suddenly George Kittle was involved. And Debo Samuel was even better. I think it's very clear what the pecking order is. You could argue between Debo and Ayuk, one and two. I prefer Ayuk in Dynasty because he's younger. He doesn't have the injury history of Debo. Two and a half years younger. So just for that reason, I prefer Ayuk in Dynasty, even if Debo might have a little more upside. Uh, but it, it was basically just that that I saw them both ahead of Kittle, who I had lower. But as I always said, in this offense, Ayuk, Debo, and Kittle are all great. When one of them is out, the other two are absolute all-stars. Kittle's a top, should be a top three tight end. And, uh, you know, Ayuk or Debo, whichever one is in, is a top 12 receiver when one is out. So we learned that this week. Will Kendra Miller keep moving up your rankings as Williams news updates? That's Jamal Williams, who's not going to play this week. Or is he locked in around 40 because of Tony and Taysom? The problem with Kendra Miller, who I like long-term and I liked coming in, is how can we trust a rookie who's been hurt forever? I mean, he's been hurt since July, on and off. In his first ever game, I can't, I can't start him. In redraft, I do like him long-term if Jamal Williams misses multiple weeks. But I have Kendra Miller right now at RB38. I think Taysom Hill will be involved uh, as a change of pace. Tony Jones will see some time. But I do like him. I think Kendra Miller can lock down with Jamal Williams out the backup job to Alvin Kamara. And Alvin Kamara is 28. He's aging. Kendra Miller is someone I would hold on to in redraft. You know, in comparison to guys like A-Chain and Bigsby, I'd probably rather have him over Bigsby, but not A-Chain, who has just more opportunity to get in without an injury. Uh, the last one, and I just want to thank all the patrons for all these questions, anyone in the premier chat asking questions, and just everyone on my YouTube. Uh, and make sure you like, comment, and subscribe, as, as I said earlier. Last question, I thought this was a good one. Is it ever okay to start a tight end in a flex spot? Generally, I'd rather not. So this week, it, assuming no tight end premium, 
There were five tight ends I would consider as a flex level play over like a wide receiver 35, 40 in the rankings. Kelsey, TJ Hawkinson, Mark Andrews, and then Kendall and Waller who played yesterday. Everyone else is not going to be flexed over like your random RB25 to RB30, wide receiver 35 to wide receiver 40. They're not going to be flexed over those guys. So in a regular league, I'm going to say you'd need to have two of those top tight ends. It's possible in a dynasty league. I mean, I've seen teams who have Hawk and Kittle. So it is possible, but that's what you need to have. In tight end premium, though, the added PPR gives them a higher floor than the other players. Someone like Sam Laporta, who gets a lot of volume, or Evan Ingram, who has volume in the passing offense there. They could be flex-worthy in a tight end premium, but not a regular league. Well, uh, quick show today, but I wanted to get it out. Um, so we had plenty of time to watch it before the Sunday games. And thanks, everyone, for watching. Uh, make sure to sign up for the Patreon to ask future questions on future shows. Patreon.com slash fantasy advice. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, and also hit that notifications bell so you can be notified about all my future content. And keep checking out the shorts. I'm doing a lot of those, trying to have fun on the channel. So make sure to check those out if you like them. Until next time, I'll see you all later.